Welcome to the Events Podcast, a show about the tech events in Vancouver. I'm Samantha Ming. In this episode, I attend an event that aims to help non-technical founders navigate in the world of tech. Where do you go to find a technical co-founder? How do you validate your idea? All this and more. So let's get started. Everything you said, they already knew, more or less. Well, here's something that you didn't know. Two of those special atomic bombs haven't gone off. This event was hosted by Spring. They're a startup school for entrepreneurs. The event was set up in a Q&A format. The moderator is the founder of Spring named Keith and there are three panelists. On the non-tech side is Jennifer. She is the founder of MuseFind. While on the tech side, we have Peter from AppScoop and Tam from CodeCore, which is also the bootcamp I attended in case you guys were wondering. All of their details are in the show notes, so have a look if you want to learn more. So you have an idea. Great. What's the next step? Peter explains. Uh, what I would suggest is, you know, you should have your initial idea validated. So, you know, a lot of time you have an idea in your head and you believe that, okay, I need to develop it and then uh, I'm going to launch it and then people will come, right? You have to say, if you build it, they will come. It's not true with tech. So you need to validate your idea. So you have some form of data behind it. So, for example, you talk to 100 people or you have, uh, you put a landing page together and you have, say, you know, 200 subscribers who are willing to pay you for this product. So you have it validated, okay? So the next step is validation. How do you validate? Jennifer shares her experience. Prior to MuseFind, Steve and I had worked together for about five years, and we were failing on our faces repeatedly. We probably developed 10 apps. I can name all of them right now, including Dogecoin apps, if anyone's familiar with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Um, but we failed so many times because we kept building, expecting people to come. So MuseFind, we did the opposite. We actually not just validated and said, yes, we have two people, 200 people signing up. We actually made those brands, because we're a B2B company, we made those brands pay us. And that time, we had zero lines of code written. So I was getting them to do PayPal transfers to my personal um, PayPal. But what it did was it helped actually fund the initial MVP of MuseFind. So with that, it was a really powerful testament to the need of the market is that when a customer is willing to pay for something that's still an idea and you can get them to that edge at that point, you have something there. And that's traction for investors, that's traction for team members. And that's how you can get initial funding to um, eventually hire your team. How about you, Tam? What do you suggest for validation? These days, there's so many tools out there that you can mock your entire idea, whether it's an app or otherwise, without having any technical Wireframe tools. If you, if you don't want to use an app, you can just use literally pencil and paper and just take this to a client and say, like, try to test it with them and stuff like that. If you can take it a step further, like what Jennifer is saying, by actually doing some of the work manually to start, certainly encourage you to do that as well. Uh, and again here, like, it's, it's very cheap to test and change your idea initially, but once you commit to actually building something, it's, it becomes expensive, costly, time and money-wise to change things. Right. So this is why, again, the more testing you can do up front, the better. Alright, your idea has been validated, and you're ready to build it. You now need some technical help. Do you look for a technical co-founder or hire a developer? 
Keith provides a very interesting insight on the difference. The right answer is you're not looking for a tech co-founder, you're looking for a developer. And the reason I say that is because it's incredibly difficult to walk up to anybody, technical or non-technical, and I can come up to Peter and say, hey Peter, I've already created the idea. Want to be a co-founder? Like it's, that's very, very hard to ask somebody because it's not there, so there's no co-creation in the idea. And so co-founders, in my belief, happen at one of two points, right? One is, it's at the time of co-creation of the idea. Two of us sitting at a bar, sitting in a coffee shop, doing whatever we're doing, and we come up with the idea. That's co-founders. That's what Jennifer and Steven did. And the other time is when you've already been working together for a period of time, and over that period of time, you, you actually come to the realization, you say, you know what? She actually is a co-founder. She's not my lead developer. So sometimes we put this unnecessary burden on ourselves and on the other person by putting this moniker out there that says co-founder. How do you find developers? Keith provides a suggestion. One area that I think is a fantastic place is hackathons. But it's important to know when you go to a hackathon, don't go with your own idea. I actually love the notion of if you go to a hackathon, go as a participant. And what, you're, what you want to do is in, when, the, when the group is forming, before all the people pitch their ideas, try and meet as many people as you can, figure out who's a developer and somebody who you think you might like, and join whatever team they join. And then just work with them for 48 hours. Like it's a fantastic way to go, oh, you know what, we can talk and we can work together. So in terms of questions, my recommendation is when you meet the person, say you work with them over a hackathon, you're like, hey, let's, let's grab a coffee or let's grab lunch, I'd love to chat with you about my idea. The couple things that I would share in the, in the initial instance, because you're gonna get a tech expert, somebody like Tam or the crew at Apps Group to actually like do a tech test and like confirm that the person knows what they're doing. So what you wanna do first, share your idea. Like see if they react, do they, are they passionate about it? Do they like it, are they interested in the space? That's, that's step one. And then step two is ask them for feedback. The number one thing you're looking for is you're looking for somebody who's smarter than you, right? Because smarter people who are smarter than you will push you, and that's what you need. Um, the second thing is you need to find out if somebody's coachable. So can you actually have a debate about something and both of you respect each other through that debate, right? So if they're like, oh yeah, I like your space, but you know this idea, I would do it this way, and then you're like, well, I was thinking about doing it this way. You guys can actually have a constructive debate. We'll start to give you signals as to whether or not you can work together. Those are the important first questions that you would want to go through. And then the other thing that I like to look for is try and look for indicators of whether or not they would be entrepreneurial. Have they done anything entrepreneurial in the past? Did they start a business when they were in high school? Uh, did they leave clubs at high school or university? Have they done anything around event coordination and event management? These are the types of people who like to turn nothing into something. And that's fundamentally what you're doing with your startup. So look for people like, it's hard to go and hire somebody who's been 10 years at Microsoft and then have them join your company because they're not used to turning nothing into something. I get it that you want to find a developer or a technical co-founder, whichever works for you. But have you put yourself in their shoes? Why should they work for you? And if your only justification is because you have a great idea, I hate to burst your bubbles, but ideas are a diamond dozen. Execution is king. I love that Tam is bringing this up in the next clip. Because this comes down to empathy. Are you able to think in their perspective? And I think this is such a key ingredient in finding a co-founder or get anyone to join your team. You should certainly want to attract 
the right person, I think, I'd say be as prepared as you are, like as you can, before going and like to meet up, sort of like, and stuff like that. Um, you have no idea the number of people who just come randomly and be like, oh, you just thought of this idea, and I'm looking for a co-founder. You know, like, have you validated it? Have you, do you have any skin in the game for it? Have you, like, actually done the research? Did you raise money for it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you haven't done all these things, because, you know, if, if like, to keep point, if you're looking even for a developer, not even for a co-founder, like, they're gonna put a lot of the efforts up front. So what makes a tech co-founder wanna put all this effort up front unless you have done, kind of, your work putting all the work up front, okay? So I'll just add, like, to, to what they said is that if you wanna attract the right person, like, be the person that's worth working with by, like, doing, bringing a lot to the table that, you know, a tech co-founder will be, will be attracted and will have the motivation to, to work with you. Sorry folks, I just get so pumped when someone talks about empathy and I can't help myself from chiming in and giving my thoughts on it. Anyways, let's refocus and get back to the event. You find the perfect technical candidate. They're telling you that they can build out the prototype in three months and throw in a bunch of technical jargon that you have no idea what they are. How can you make sure they actually have the skills to build it? Keith and Peter provide their suggestions. At the end of the day, as a non-technical person, you have no way of vetting their technical skills. One piece that's valuable, you guys have come out to this event. Uh, there are many other fantastic events in town. One thing that you want to do is start to add to your uh, network people who are senior technical people. So people like Tam, uh, people who are CTOs in organizations, because sometimes as a startup, what you can do is if you find somebody but you don't know, you can call on one of those people in your network and ask them to do a tech test and ask them to vet the person for technical skills um, because they can be the nicest person in the world and they can spell JavaScript, but you know, you need to know and, and the important part for you in that process is to, to go with somebody that you trust. I'm suggesting getting somebody in your network to do it. Do you guys have any other suggestions for how they can vet yeah, at TechTown? Add a little bit because we're seeing it a lot happening right now. So it's a good strategy. So what they do is you basically you know uh, partner with a tech person, like Dan or me, and then uh, there's a set process a lot of companies follow. So what they do is they find an open source app on GitHub, and then they give it to the, the technical person, and they ask them to review the app, to review the code, and review how the architecture, and then they give back the results. So you, so you, for say you have twenty applicants, so you give the same exercise to all of them, and then your technical founder, uh, technical partner can quickly review it and tell you who's the sharpest guy on these, and you'll hire them. Terrific! You vetted your developer, and they passed the skills test. You're ready to start building out your idea, and you want to design it so it looks good, but. There's more to design than making something look nice. Keith explains. Design is everything now, but hear that for what it is. Design for your product is all about conversion and engagement. So beautiful does not cut it, right? Conversion is everything. And so the benefit for you guys as non-tech founders is you can do things like uh, best colors for uh, click buttons, best colors you know, for sign up here, best ways to convert X. Like, all of these things are available and that's what you are looking for in design is just things that convert. Because so often people get caught up in a beautiful site that does not. Another great advice from Keith. 
don't get bogged down by your first design. It's more important to have something into the market than spending a year or more never releasing your app because you are so busy contemplating on every little detail on the design. First, if you're not embarrassed with the, long, the first version, then you've done too much. So you have to be a little bit embarrassed. And if you guys want a sense as to what I'm talking about, all you need to do is go to Google and do like Facebook first UI, uh, LinkedIn first UI, like for most major products like you just act, like just google for the image and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about most of them were awful to begin with but they launched early and they proved the point like they succeeded in spite of themselves and that's the event but don't go away my review is up next could tell, but I really enjoy making this episode for you guys. There was so much good content. I'm so glad Keith didn't stay just be a moderator but chimed in and share his experience. He had a lot of great advice, so were the other panelists, Tam, Jennifer and Peter. I do want to give an extra shout out to Tam, not just because he was my instructor at CodeCore, but because he's a big proponent of empathy and understands how that's important for business. I wish I started this podcast earlier because he gave an amazing talk about it. I wish I recorded that so I could share with you all. So anytime a leader who chooses to run their business by being a good person, I always like to cast more light on it. Hashtag winning by not being a jerk. Thank you so much for tuning in. You could be listening to any other podcast, but you chose to listen to this one. So thank you very much. If there are any other events you would like me to cover, tweet tweet me on Twitter at Events Podcast. And if you have the time, I would really appreciate it if you can rate us on iTunes. You want a one-star it? That's okay. But if you're feeling as pumped as I am, let's five-star this. I'm Samantha Ming. A true entrepreneur is a doer, not a dreamer. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>